Hello, guys. How are you guys doing out there tonight? This night before Halloween, this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. I hope you guys are having a fun night tonight. I hope you guys will have a fun weekend, all, all this Halloween weekend. Uh, and tonight, we are discussing Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. And I have with me tonight uh, newbie. Uh, Leticia um, Joyner Lanier. Go ahead and say hi, Leticia. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be talking about my favorite movie of all time during the favorite ho- my favorite holiday season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> girl, don't don't worry about that. I stumble over over my words all the time. <laughs> and Mick Mac is back. Yay! Hi, how is everybody doing? I'm glad to be back. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome, uh, Mick and Miss Constance Goodrich. What's up, guys? I know you guys heard me last night on Trick or Treat, but I am back. Yes. Yes, he is. We had a good time um, talking about Trick or Treat, but we are going to have an even better time tonight talking about all of our favorites, John Carpenter Halloween. Guys, this movie is, uh, you know, I said this about Night of the Demons, about how it was the definitive Halloween movie. But I, you know what, I take that back. This is the definitive Halloween movie. This is the definitive Halloween movie. I mean, nothing against Night of the Demons because that was a good Halloween movie. But this one, I mean, this one just tops it off. You know, this, yeah. this is like the icing of the on the cake, you know, and uh, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, first off, uh, Halloween was released on October the 25th, and it was directed by John Carpenter, of course. And, of course, it stars our favorite screen queen, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And, um, well, I, I have to um, say that I did do a podcast on Halloween, uh, on the movie Halloween, for my first episode. My first ever episode. I was by myself, and I um, discussed Halloween. And I can't wait to see. Uh, I, what I'm going to do is, after we all after we all discuss it and, and everything, I'm going to compare it to to what I did when I first uh, did it. Because it was last year when I did it. Last year, August 17th is when I did that. Uh, did that. So so I'm a, I'm a little excited. I, I, I am very excited, I should say. But uh, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on Halloween? Uh, Mick Mac, we'll go with you first. Uh, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts about Halloween? Uh, I would probably just say it's a legendary film. It's probably, like you said, one of the it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. It's got so much so much history behind it. And you know, if you're a fan of horror movie in general, you know the movie Halloween. Everyone knows John Carpenter's Halloween. It's a classic. I could watch it year round. It. Um, it's it, it'll always be a classic. It'll stand the test yes. of time. There's nothing nothing bad I can say about it. Nothing, nothing. not nothing. And Leticia, how about you? What what are your feelings about? It? I think Halloween is cinematic perfection. Cinematic perfection, basically. I'm with Mick. I don't. There is not one part of that film that I dislike. There isn't a moment 
in that film to me that slows down where it becomes a slow burn and it doesn't pique your interest. And it it's to me it's just the perfect film because there are so many emotions in that movie from yes. end to end. There are there believe it or not, they're like actual life lessons to be learned from that movie where there is, you know, good versus evil, you know, love versus hate. And it, it's 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 just it's so many things that are going on in one movie and it's just amazing that he could get that across in a horror movie. Because most people think, oh it's horror, it's just gonna be, you know, killer, he kills people, the end and that's that's not it. It tells a it tells a story. Right. And it tells a very human story. So that that's why I like it so much. Yes, yes. And Constance, what about you, hon? Uh what are your feelings toward Halloween? Definitely it's one that every horror movie fan should watch if they haven't. It's a very it Michael Myers for me is one of the top slashers on my list. Um, just because I like like Jason Ford, he's he's silent, he hardly talks. You do hear him grunt every now and then, but um I grew up brutally with Halloween and as a girl I I loved how Lori Strode was, you know, you could relate to her. You know, yeah. she, mm-hmm. she, she wasn't exactly popular, but she did have her group of friends, and she wasn't into all this stuff. So for me, I could really relate with the movie, and I really just loved how the storyline and the plot fit in real well together. It went smoothly throughout the film. It didn't have plot holes, really. So, I mean, right. what more can I say, you know? And, and you know what really gets me is you know you no know, last week me and my fiance and uh, my brother from another mother Jeremy Covington we had actually discussed Halloween H two O. Now I don't like Halloween H two O. To me, it was a slow burner and and it didn't move as fast. It didn't move like the original Halloween did. But, and when I was watching, because, uh, you know, I'm like you, you, Mick, you know, I could watch it every day, all year round. And that's what I have been doing, especially this past week. When I've watched it, I said to myself, I said, well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like H2O and the fact where, you know, so, at some parts, you know, it's not scary at all, but but you feel that suspense. You didn't feel that suspense in H two O. Yeah, I agree. You didn't feel that suspense. You know, all you felt was kind of like black. You know, it was black. But with Halloween, the original Halloween, uh, you felt that suspense. You felt that dread. You know, you felt that sense of excitement. I, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't explain it, but. Halloween H2O just did not live up to the original, in my opinion. I don't think any of the sequels did, honestly. I'm not I'm not yeah. really a fan. I'm not really a fan of any of the sequels. I've watched all of them mm-hmm. once or twice, but the original is perfect. I could watch that it one. Is. Never get tired of it. That's it one is. of the reasons why I love the original because I was watching it a couple hours ago and when the screen started off black, but then when you hear the theme song, it's just like you get the instant chills. Oh, it's, it's like right. the, yeah, the suspense time. starts like when the, the beginning 
face are going and you see the jack-o'-lantern flickering. You get these goosebumps. Right. How's it going to start off? There's the music that I know and that builds so much dread in my system. It's just like, where is this going to go? And then right at the beginning, you see, you know, Mike, Mike, you see Michael's point of view. And that's, to me, that's, that's what grabs you. It, they didn't have to, like, start off with this major, you know, storyline to draw people in. It started off right. in a very subtle way. And that's why I love the movie so much because exactly. it's just really subtle. It's really subtle. But it's just, it's brilliantly done. I, I, I cannot give it enough praise. <laughs> and the acting, the acting was so spot on. I loved uh, mm-hmm. you could feel uh, you could feel Jamie Lee Curtis you, you thought that she was Lori right she, I mean she acted so well and and so did uh, 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 Nancy uh, Loomis and uh, PJ Souls you know oh and, and we cannot forget Donald Pleasance Donald, Donald Pleasance He's a was a legend my God. Well, let me hop on into the questions here, guys. Uh, my first question is, um, who was your favorite character? Micmac, we'll start with you uh, first. Who was your um, favorite character in Halloween? I would probably say Dr. Loomis. Just, I just love his whole pro. I, I like to say that, you know, Dr. Loomis is probably the greatest hype man Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, the way he described Michael and the way he talked about Michael, it was just, I was like, this, this man or this thing, this person he's describing just sounds like the most terrible, evil and yeah. that ever existed. It's like, it, it, I don't know, the way he talked him up, it was just like, this. he's not joking around. He kept telling everybody. He was telling everyone in town, the sheriff, y'all need to get ready. This this person that's coming to this town is not human, and he's going to kill everybody. Uh-huh. It's just, I, he was, I don't know, there was something about, I mean, Donald Pleasance is a legend, and his performance in that movie is perfect. Yes, he, he's easily my favorite. And he he also uh, he actually always said that he would do Halloween thirty if he could. Uh, oh, yeah. He he loved it, and, and yeah. he started out not liking it. You know, he only took the role because um, his daughter um, had uh, told him to, or something like that. But he he didn't really want the role. But then when he got the role and he did it, he loved it. You know, and mm-hmm. yes. So yeah, my hat my hat is off to Donald Pleasance, the legend. Uh, Constance, how about you, hon? Uh, who was your favorite character? I would have to go with Laurie Strode because again, she reminded me of myself as a teenager because I was not really the most popular person, but I did have my little weird group of friends that did accept me for who I was, and I did, and Same I just here. loved. Yes, exactly. And I, with her, I felt like her personality was genuine throughout the entire film. I mean, she always kept her bravery up as best as she could through the movie, but you could tell she wanted, she was scared. And her eyes, the way that she moved, she was scared. But for the sake of those kids, she didn't want to let them know that there was something evil prowling. So, um... 
I would have to say Lori, just because I, I really do look up to Lori Strode, and I do love Jamie Lee Curtis as an actress. So. Yes, she is awesome. Yes. Jamie is one of the most awesome actresses in in this world, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I actually loved her in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, too. Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, they did so well. I always wanted them to do a sequel, darn it, but they never did, uh, which is actually probably better because sometimes yeah, movies do not need a sequel. Yeah, that was yeah, so, <laughs> so, well, Leticia, how about you? What, who is your favorite character? My favorite character is the shape, the man himself, Michael Myers, and he is <laughs> my shape. favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite because he is just stripped down raw, just one emotion and just one sense of feeling and one sense of purpose. It's just like evil, kill, go, and right. Just, He's just he's just stripped down, you know. He doesn't he wears the mask, but because of his like his actions physically, you don't need to see his face because you can get every single emotion that he's feeling through his actions. He's mad, you know, he's evil, he's got a one track one track mind, he's focused. Right. There's nothing complex about his character, you know, that you have to try to sit there and peel back layers and oh what do you he mean by this you know you don't have to dissect right his actions or his dialogue because there is no dialogue and right to me that's one of the things that makes him so scary is because he never gave you a reason right he never gave he you, just he never is gave you reason. he just he, is he didn't need one you know based on i guess john carpenter's version you know we really didn't need a reason and another one of the reasons why i think he was so scary to me was like Mick said, it was Dr. Loomis. Uh-huh. Dr. Loomis talked him up, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he planted that oh, seed yeah. in our head that this guy is bad. And oh, he yeah. just did it so well. And because of what Dr. Loomis said, I was afraid of Michael before he even became, you know, the, the grown-up mm-hmm. version of Michael. Because you see him as a kid and you're like, that kid, you know, he's gone through something. You know, uh-huh. something's wrong with this kid. But right. then there's a time, you know, he he kills Judith. And then you have, you know, fast forward to where you hear Dr. Loomis explaining to the nurse, you know, why Michael isn't to be trusted, that Michael is basically evil personified. And then you're thinking, he can't be that bad. You know, he was just a kid when he murdered his sister. But then here comes Michael proving Doctor Loomis right. Yeah, no one wanted to listen to him. But it's just the pure rage and determination that's in the shape. You know, it's just he's he's very subtle, but he just he doesn't say a word, but he speaks so much. You know, just by his actions. But right. He's my favorite because he's just stripped down to the raw emotion, and that's just. All you need to see sometimes is just that one thing, that one emotion, which is evil. And that's all you need to see. But he's, right. he's my favorite. He's my favorite. <laughs> well, my favorite uh, character is, I, I agree with Constance, of course, Lori. Because I'm like you, Constance. You know, I, I felt a connection with Lori, like, right yeah. away. You know, I, I, ha- I have friends in high school, but I wasn't the popular one or anything like that. You know, I was... Uh, we were just friends, you know, I just have friends, you know, not popular, you know, just like Lori, 
you know, and I, I babysat a lot. I babysat my brothers a lot. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who is your least favorite character? Uh, Leticia, we'll go to you um, uh, for this one. Who is your least favorite character? My least favorite character was probably Annie. <laughs> I just found her to be really annoying. No particular reason. It's just something about her. She just kind of just would grate on my nerves. <laughs> just thought I I didn't really understand how her and Lori like ever became friends. You know? <laughs> because to me, they seemed to, well. To me, they seemed so different. Yeah. And I, yep. I, she just, I don't know. She just, she was one of those characters where you got to know her. And for me, Annie didn't really, she didn't stick with me. You know, she didn't really leave any last lasting impression with me. So right. I would have to say poor Annie was my least favorite character. <laughs> yeah. And how about you, Mick? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would probably say it, it, it's kind of irrelevant, but those those kids that were picking on Tommy, the little bullies at school. That were oh, making yeah. Fun and, making fun yeah. Of mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why that bothers me so much, I mean, it didn't so much in the past, but my daughter watches this movie with me now. And every time she yeah. sees that scene, it actually affects her emotionally because she, you know, she understands what bullying is. And right. She feels so bad for Tommy in that scene. And she always looks at me and she's like, why are they being mean so to Tommy? And I'm like, well, they're bullies, and right. you may you may have to run into that yourself, and it's mm-hmm. out there. But don't worry, you know, Tommy will be just fine, you know. So, so every time I see that scene now, I think of my daughter. I think of you know, I was bullied growing up. I mean, it happens yes. to many, many people. And yeah. So I would say that scene probably just all that, that little group of kids. I just didn't like. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Cassius, how about you, hun? What, who is your least favorite character? My least favorite character, I agree, was those kids picking on poor Tommy outside of school. Uh, I was the same way. When I was little, I had kind of a lear- learning disability where I had a slower time at learning stuff than what most students did. So I needed yes. more Me too. Uh, attention. So seeing that scene kind of brought me back to those days of kids, you know, calling me stupid or saying that I... I wasn't good enough or anything like that. And then going into right. high school and having people call me a freak and stuff like that. So I was just like, you know, I could feel for Tommy. I could feel yeah. what he was feeling the moment that they crushed his pumpkin. And everything uh, yes. like that. So yeah. I definitely, I have to definitely say those kids because I can't take boys nowadays. I really can't. Okay. I, I have to admit that one of the reasons why I can't wait until Halloween kills is because I am hoping that Lonnie is in it, and I'm hoping that Lonnie dies on this one. I can. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because I didn't. I I agree. I agree. I do not like. And and Connie, we talked about this last night for the trick or treat um, discussion. I do not like bullies. I no, I cannot, and I don't care how young or how old you are. I don't like them. Neither do I. And uh, <laughs> and so I would have to agree. Those kids, they can, they can, uh, they can go. You know, for my part. <laughs> but I also have to say that I, I also 
one of my other uh, least favorite characters is actually Judith's boyfriend. And I'll tell you why. Because, uh, (laughs) I mean, I know that, you know, sex before marriage is a big no-no. You know, I know that being a Christian woman. But if you have to have sex, can it be at least longer than two minutes? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm glad you said that. I was watching it earlier today, and I was really paying attention. I was like, I don't want to miss anything this time in case, you know, a question comes up on the podcast. So I'm watching, and I see, you know, they're sitting on the couch, and, you know, let's go upstairs, and they turn the TV off, and they go upstairs. I'm like, I'm a little foggy about what happens next, so, you know, let me pay close attention. And it's like Michael goes to the front, and then he goes to the back, and then he goes through the back door, and he's coming down the stairs putting his shirt on. And I thought, <laughs> did I like? Am I watching? I was, I was watching it on Shutter, so I thought, is this like a a strange cut that I haven't seen? <laughs> did something get taken out of this movie? Because that was uh, okay. Well, I just, I just left it at that. I just that thought it was just me. So. <laughs> But the good thing is that that performance saved his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you're right. Wow. Yeah, I've never thought of that. Oh. <laughs> the, the one hand that saved your life is in that Look, I wanted to. I wanted to discuss the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you do know one of the rules in a horror flick is don't oh, have yeah. sex, right? That's right. Right. all right uh mick mac we'll go to you for this one too uh what is your favorite scene in halloween oh man there's so many oh i know right there's so many Uh, to choose from i would probably say one of my favorite scenes was when michael was chasing Lori back to tommy's house like oh yeah! Found all her friends, you know, found all her friends dead in the house across the street and Lindsay's house, and uh, Michael attacked her. She managed to get away from him, and when she's running back to Tommy's house, and she's banging on the door and letting him in, and she keeps looking over her shoulder, and here comes Michael walking from out of the shadows, coming closer and closer to her, and the whole time you're just like biting your. I mean, it's the tension in that that scene was off the charts. I was like, Tommy, get your butt down there and let her in, you know? All right. It was easily one of my favorites. I mean, he was right there. I, the I love the adrenaline. The oh, adrenaline yeah. of that part, just, And the uh, score in the background, yeah. John Carpenter's Adrenals. I mean, it was so perfect. Can we just talk about John Carpenter's uh, composing of that whole oh. movie? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, was, it, it was wonderful. Genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. Gen- oh my gosh. He was absolutely dead on. I, I loved it. I love his um score for that uh, movie. Uh Constance, what what about you, hun? What's your favorite scene? Mine was another no biter in that one. It's where He's laying on the floor in the room, and she's like laying out in the hallway. And I don't know where you oh, see him sit up. And yeah, the moment oh, you yeah. see, him, like I, the moment I saw him sit up, I was like, "Get up! Get out of the house! Get out of the house! Get out of the house!" Like, I was <laughs> freaking out. 
<laughs> yes. You, you're like constantly screaming at the screen <laughs> on this movie. Oh, my goodness. And how about you, Letitia? What's your favorite scene? Mick took my absolute favorite scene. <laughs> the exact same one for the exact same reason because I can remember the first time I saw it and she's, you know, running out of the house and I'm like, oh, you know, he's still in the house. And they show him standing there and I'm just like, something's not right with this dude. He's just like a never ending machine, just going, going, going. But it's the, like you said, it was like the, the tension. And you're like, you know, open the door, open the door. He's coming. He's getting closer. But also for me, that kind of personifies Michael as always being on the outside, yeah. you know, always being the, the one that's, that's chasing, you know, always being the loner. And, um, but yeah, that, that was my favorite scene. It was just because to me, that particular scene, it, it kind of, there's almost a scene where you get the same feeling in, every one of the movies, you know, there's, there's going to be a scene like that where you see Michael and he's in pursuit and you just get these shields. Cause you're like, okay, they're not going to make it. You just right. put your head down. Cause you're like, Oh, that's it. They're gone. Not going to make it. Yeah. And I, I have a fear now every Halloween, I make sure I'm never by myself so that if I come to, you know, to my house in the front porch light isn't on. I have to look over my shoulder because it's just like somebody's going to be across the street watching me and they're going to come to me slowly and I'm going to bang on the door and my going to hear me. It's one of those scenes where you hope to never find yourself in that situation. Right. Know, like being outside and the wind's blowing you can hear the leaves you know, scampering across the street. Just like, this does not feel right. It, the whole setup was just it was just really creepy and it was the elephant in the room for me in that particular scene was where was everybody on the street? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's like she's screaming, she's beating on the door, nobody's outside, nobody's driving me on the street. Right. That to me, that amped up my anxiety because I'm just like, okay, that's going to happen to me. I'm going to be outside and then my neighbors are going to suddenly mysteriously disappear. And it just, it just adds more to the adrenaline rush for the whole scene. It's just like, where did everybody go? That's, right. That's, and that's, that's another, really good point. that's another thing that pops up in the second Halloween, but yep. you know, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right though, Leticia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now I went another. I went a different way with it, because uh, um, you guys are right, and I knew you guys would probably pick that scene too. But so I picked a different scene. I picked a, one of the comedic scenes when uh, Annie got herself locked up in the washroom. I, I love. <laughs> That was so funny. She was, she, her butt was hanging out the window and everything, or hanging out the what, what, wherever she was stuck at. Her butt was hanging out, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's so funny." That was hilarious. Yeah, all, she, all she could think of was Paul's going to call. Paul's right. Call. <laughs> yeah, and and now I can understand Leticia why you thought that she was annoying. <laughs> Now you understand why she was my least favorite character because I'm yeah. like, only Annie would get herself in that situation on this particular day when this man is after them. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that 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 the funnier part of that scene to 
me was after she gets out of the window, she goes, please don't stop Paul. And then the little girl goes in there and turns the phone and she's like, she got stuck in the window. That's <laughs> a <laughs> <Classic> little kid. <laughs> oh, so she did her so dirty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Okay, so okay, my next question is which kill scared you the most? Which kills uh which kill scared you the most? Um we'll go to uh Mick. Uh we'll go to you for this one, Mick. Which one uh kind of scared you the most? Uh, uh, or maybe not scared you, but that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was Linda's boyfriend's name? It totally slips my mind. Right oh, uh, uh, was it Bob? Bob. It was Bob. Yeah, it was Bob. Bob. Okay. Yeah. His his death in the kitchen where Michael mm-hmm. just jumped out of nowhere and just slammed him against the thing and just impaled him to the door and just stood mm-hmm. there and stared at him like that scene, that kill was so shocking and just so in your face. It just right. Again, confronted the John Carpenter score. It was perfect. I mean, just yes, it was really great. I loved it. That's probably my favorite one. And then you got the the classic Michael Myers head tilt. Head tilt. Yes. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yes. That, that just gave more, I guess, credence to you know mm-hmm. Dr. Loomis, you know, saying he's not human. I mean, he right. killed him, and he doesn't even understand what he just did. He right. Like Instinctual to kill him, and then he's staring mm-hmm. at him. Like, Wow, I, you know, it, it was weird. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I it's, agree. Like you said, Michael didn't have to say a word. His actions spoke everything. I agree. Volumes, yeah. And, and uh, Leticia, how about you? What was the scariest skill for you? Um, for me, it was Judith. Because you have Judith being murdered by a six-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Was, and there was, there was no... There was no lead up to it. It was just like, here are the opening credits. Here's the house. Here's two people. Okay, and she's dead now. And you're like, okay, that's that's kind of creepy. Who's Michael? And then you see who Michael is, and you're like, what in the world? Right. Is this a kid? Yeah. And for me, that was the scariest one because that that one it started it all. But just the way that it was revealed that Michael was the killer was scary to me because, you know, you're thinking, well, I was thinking, okay, it's some pervert, you know, that's watching them through the window. Right. You find out, you're like, Michael, you're like, who's Michael? And then he, you know, he goes outside, you take his mask off, and you're like, oh, it's a little kid with a huge butcher knife in a clown costume. This movie is going to be messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, so right. scene is just... It's iconic. It's yeah, it is, and it's highly disturbing, but in a good way because you know that that's you know that's to me that was the perfect build. It was the perfect setup because at that point you're you're hooked. Like, who is this kid? What's going to happen to this kid when he gets older? And th- this movie's going to be good. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's going to be good and scary. Yeah, that's what you're yeah. thinking. That was that's what I was thinking when I had first seen Halloween. When I was like, mm-hmm. I was uh, like maybe seven or eight when I well, I, I had seen it in my mother's womb. But when I had first seen it through you know my eyes, mm-hmm. I had um uh uh 
I see that like at seven or eight years old. And when I, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be a scary movie. When I, when I, uh, you know, when Michael first makes his appearance and he's in that clown costume and he's a child himself. Oh yeah. This is going to, like you said, Leticia, this is going to be a messed up movie. (laughs) (laughs) And Cassis, how about you, hon? What what was your, uh, what's the scariest kill to you? All right, well, the scene made me not want to be in the car by myself anymore, like, really at night as well. But when Annie gets into the car and she uh, ends up out of nowhere, Michael Myers just pops up from the back seat and just... Oh, her. yeah. Yeah. After, after that one, uh, as a teenager, I first started driving. I kid you not, every time I had to drive at night, I was quickly looking behind the back seat before I turned on the ignition because I was so afraid something was going to come up at me. <laughs> oh, girl, I do that now, and I'm 44. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still do it. I still even do it in the Even in the daytime, the first thing I do when walking towards the car, check the back seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Learn from the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I agree with that too, uh, Connie, because I got, well, what I wrote down in my notes was it's a combination between Annie's kill and Linda's kill because both were killed from behind. You know, uh, Michael got behind Annie in the car. Well, he got behind Linda when Linda w- had was calling Lori and just started to strangle her, you know, while she was on the phone. So both of those together were my scariest kills. All right. And my last question is uh, my deep question, which I also ask every episode, how does Halloween pertain to the Bible? And, um, uh, and, you know, first of all, let me say, I, um, I, I, made this question um, at the start of my podcast and I ask it every episode. And, and the reason why I made this question up is because, um, you know, a a lot of Christians don't like scary movies, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and don't really like it when other Christians watch scary movies, you know, I get the looks Mm -hmm. all the time. Oh yeah. And, uh, but we don't really realize that scary movies and uh, uh, Christianity, religion, period, actually, go hand in hand, you know. uh, But the only thing is, you know, the movies kind of twist things, you know, they kind of twist things around. Well, depending on the movie, because sometimes Mm -hmm. movies can go right off of the Bible sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they do do that. And um, now in the case of Halloween, uh, my take on that is, you know, here you have somebody who who just wants to kill, you know, that like you said, Leticia, his only his only emotion is to kill. He wants to kill that evil, you know, and and if you look in the Bible, it says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's in uh, John uh, chapter 10, verse 10. And he, uh, and that's exactly what Michael was doing. He was killing people. He was stealing their joy, you know, stealing their peace, 
stealing their mm-hmm. peace of mind, you know, because, you know, he was, he was terrorizing them. So, and, uh, and destroy, you know, he destroyed Lori, uh, which we, which we know like 40 years later in, in Halloween 2018, you know, we know that he destroyed her life. You know, she yeah. didn't have a relationship with anybody, not even her own daughter. You know, and she had a little bit of a relationship with her granddaughter, but even that was kind of strained, you know. So, so yeah, that was my, that's my take on how it pertains to the Bible. Uh, what's your take on it, uh, Leticia? For me, it was, it's like a, a classic case of good versus evil and it's also a character study on how evil and vengeance are life consuming oh yeah in your life they remove every bit of good from you because you become driven to the point where you get tunnel vision oh yeah and you're only focusing on getting revenge or you know avenging something that was done to you and everything else falls to the wayside you become you know you have a one track mind yep. and you um, just become focused on that one goal and you miss out on so many other things and it basically like you said it robs you of your life yeah you know you, you no longer have a life you have you have a you have a mission you don't have a life you have like a project you don't yeah. have a life you, you like have a job, you know, right? It's just that that level of focus on something so evil. Like I said, it's it's time consuming, it's life consuming, it eats at you until there's nothing left. And then once you finally get to the end of that road, where you, you feel like you have you know exacted your revenge, it's like okay, now what? You don't right. Any better, you know. You don't have anything left because everything that you ever cared about isn't there anymore because it's been taken from you. You know, right? The devil, you've been robbed of that good, you know, that good light in you. So to me, it's just like I said, it was just a, it's like a cast, classic case of evil and vengeance, just totally destroying one person's life. Exactly. I, I, I get you. I got you. Yeah. And Casas. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Mick. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was I was just totally I agree what both of you just said. I really can't follow that. You, you know, you both hit the nail around the head. I yeah. just totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And Cassis, how about you? How do you feel about it? I, 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 I'm the same way. Good versus evil. I mean, this movie is surrounded by it. I mean, if you think about Loomis, is the good figure. He's trying to stop Michael and protect everybody, and then you got Michael, which is the evil force, one-track mind. All he wants to do is kill whatever is in his path. Right, yeah. And the mysterious right. you know, the mysterious part of it is you don't know why Michael's doing it, and you don't understand it, but you do know there's something evil about it. So, I mean, I, there's nothing much more I could say. I mean, it's been said all Already, right. but good versus evil is like a huge concept in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Correct. 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 Well, guys, I don't have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts here that I'm going to share. And my first fun fact is um, from a budget of $300,000. 
the film went on to gross 47 million of the uh, US, um, at the US box office. In 2008, uh, takings that would be equivalent uh, of 150 million, making Halloween one of the most successful independent films of all time. Yay! That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Well deserved. Well yes. Deserved. Yes. This movie right here made Jamie Lee Curtis a millionaire. I just want to. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, um, fun fact number two is uh, John Carpenter considered the hiring of Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock who had given her mother, Janet Lee, legendary status in Psycho. Uh, ironically, during the same um, period, Universal Studio producers uh, and director Richard Franklin were trying to enroll Jamie Lee in the new uh, production of Psycho 2. That would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. That would have been yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis been in Psycho 2 because I think well no her mom got killed in Psycho 1 I forget I forget about that <laughs> but it still would have been interesting um, fun fact number 3 of all the female leads only Jamie Lee Curtis was actually a teenager at the time of the shooting and uh, fun fact number four is um, the story is based on an experience John Carpenter had in college touring a psychiatric hospital. Carpenter met a child who stared at him with a look of evil, and he, he said it terrified him. Uh, my uh, fun fact number five, my last fun fact of the night, uh, John Carpenter wrote the role of Linda for PJ Souls after seeing her performance in Brian De Palma's Carrie. And I actually really did like Carrie. I, well, no, I, I can't lie to you guys. I was going to say that I liked it, but I really didn't. I really didn't like Carrie. And I know a lot of people did, but I just... I. To me, it was a slow one of the, those slow burn movies, and I I just could I I just couldn't I I couldn't I just yeah. But I do know a lot of my listeners, and I know you guys probably love Carrie too. So I prefer the book. The book is much better. Uh, yes, I agree. The book is much better than the movie itself. Yeah, not one of my not one of my favorite movies, but I do like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, <laughs> I uh, I, I kind of compare it to uh, Halloween H2O because I'm like, I don't really like H that movie that much. And Carrie is right along with that movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now we uh, move on to the cast and crew that has passed on. Uh, uh, we have quite a few, not, not many, but, but a few, quite a few. Uh, Deborah Hill, uh, who was the co-writer and the producer of, of Halloween, uh, she died of colon cancer at the age of 54. 
And I think she died um, in 2005. It was either 2004 or 2005. I forget which. Uh, Donald Pleasance himself, the legend, uh, he died of uh, a heart failure uh, following a heart valve um, replacement. Uh, he was 75 years old. And he died like uh, right before uh, Halloween 6 came out. They did a um, tribute uh, to him and everything on that movie. Yeah. Um, Arthur Mallet. He plays uh, Angus Taylor. He died in May 18th, 2013, and he was 85 years old. Uh, Adam Hollander, he played um, Keith in Halloween. Uh, he died September 24th, 1984, at the young age of 19. Uh, he was hit by a car. And Peter Griff, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't think I anybody did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Griffith, he played Morgan Strode. You know, Laurie Strode's father. We saw him like at the beginning when he was telling Laurie okay. to drop the key off at the Myers house. Yeah. Uh, he died on May 14th, 2001 from complications of emphysema. But you guys will not, well, unless you guys heard my my very first episode, you guys will not know that he is the father of Melanie and Tracy Griffith. I didn't know that. Yep, Yep, he is their father. That is their father. And do you guys know who their mother is? Their mother is um, the woman who played on the birds. Alfred Hitchcock, the birds. She was the Jimmy lead. Hendren. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. That's their mother. Wow. Yep. I'll, I'll talk about that when I talk about the birds. <laughs> when I when I do a discussion on the birds, this when I'll talk about that. But but yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. That's that. Uh, and uh, we move on to my group reactions, but I don't have any. I, I uh, asked the group who their uh, least favorite character was, but nobody answered. So if I do get somebody to answer, I'll probably um, read it off on tomorrow's episode. Well, guys. Can I drop a little gem? Oh, sure. Go ahead, please. I actually am here of Halloween by John Passarella. I ordered it from Amazon because I had no idea that actually, you know, a novelization. And I expected it, I expected it to be of John Carpenter's, you know, original version. Uh-huh. But it's actually a novel novelization of Halloween 2018. Oh, so I'm very excited about starting to read this book, which I, I know you are, girl. Tonight oh my god, Halloween! But I had no idea. Yeah, it's it says that it starts in '78 when Lori survived Michael and was later gunned down, and then 40 years later, there's Lori with her daughter Karen and granddaughter Allison. And I had no idea that it was a novelization of Halloween 2018. So that makes me even more excited to read it so if you guys yes. are still inclined you can go 
check that out. Yes. Now, where did you get it? I ordered it from Amazon. Okay. It's, uh, okay. Just this little paperback book. It's um, it's not very thick. It's about um three hundred and seventy-five pages. But I'm I'm excited to start oh. it. I had no idea. It was oh my gosh! How much was it? Halloween because I love that one. Um, it was probably maybe around eleven bucks. It wasn't expensive at all, and I got it in like two days. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm excited to excited to read it. Heck yeah! I'm I'm gonna have to get that book. If I don't get it this year, definitely next year for Halloween. I'll probably get it mm-hmm. on October the first next year. Oh my gosh, that would be yeah. awesome. Well, guys, I don't have any more questions and no more fun facts and no more cast and crew that passed away and no group of reactions. So we have come to the end of my podcast. I thank you all so much for being here. Oh, my goodness. Mick Mac, especially you, because you're driving, you're going to a haunted house and everything. I'm so jealous. I got a long long night ahead of me. Yeah. But that's okay. That's all right. You are going to have so much fun. You're going to have so much fun. This was this was a great way to get my night started. So I'm really excited about all this. Oh, heck yeah. Tell your wife that I am so sorry I took your attention away from her. <laughs> she understands my love for horror and she supports it. And that's why I love her. It's amazing. Amen to that. <laughs> Yes. And, and Costas, again, thank you for being here for the second night of the in the row. Dad, hey, I don't care if I'm at my parents' house or not. I'm, I'm part of the administration team and we're going to support you and everyone else as best as I can. So. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And, That's and, awesome. and Leticia, I thank you most of all for being here. Like, we have known each other through thank Facebook you. for years and never talked. Yeah. Never ever. I just want to tell you, I had so much fun tonight. And whenever I see that there's a post in about another podcast or an amazing movie, I'm definitely going to jump on that calendar. Yes. Yes. And you better do it quick, fast, and in a hurry because it, 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 um, it gets uh, filled pretty quickly. Yeah, but thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yes, I, I, I always have fun doing my podcast. I really do. And and I thank all of you and I thank all of my listeners for listening to all of my podcasts. You know, whichever ones they listen to, I thank them for listening to them. And, uh, well, tomorrow I will be um, doing Summer of Fear. Uh, with uh, Linda Blair, I'm not not sure if you guys know about that movie or not, but um, actually it had it goes by two titles. I think it uh, Wes Craven because Wes Craven directed it, and I think he had it as Stranger in, in My House, but then it got um, released in Europe, and then and so they the they retitled it Summer of Fear. And it came out in 1978, the same year as Halloween. Halloween. Yep, the same year as Halloween. And um, uh, and but that uh, the Summer of Fear or Stranger in My House, whichever one, whichever title you want to go by, it 
premiered on October 31st, 1978. So, and, uh, so that's why I chose to do that. Yep, that's why I chose to do that one um, tomorrow. So that's awesome. I'll check that one out. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. And the movie, if you haven't so seen good. the movie, it is on Tubi. If if you have the okay. uh, a Roku, if you have a Roku and you have the Tubi channel, go to Tubi and and put in Summer of Fear. It's on I'll there. Do that as soon as we're done here. Yep, it is on there. Yeah, I, I'd rather you guys see the movie first before listening to my podcast right. because my podcast is full of spoilers. So, <laughs> so, but um, I will be uh, discussing that movie with my fiance and um, my guest Adrian Garza, and I cannot wait for that. So, but you guys enjoy your Halloween weekend. I I am going to enjoy my holiday uh my um Halloween weekend as much as I can. Uh Micmac, you have got to post pictures. Post pictures on the group page. Okay, I'll definitely take some pictures tonight. I will post them up first thing tomorrow probably. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you so much. I look I am I am living through you guys who goes through, who goes to the haunted houses because you know I can't because because you know my son he has underlying issues and so we can't really take a chance of going out and you know right you know right. stuff like that so I'm living through everybody on my group page that goes to haunted houses How <laughs> about the ones that work in them that cuz I work in haunted houses too so, not every year, but I'll work in some. So, oh yeah, well, shoot, maybe next year you'll work some, Constance, and, and you'll take pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Well, guys, this has been such a fun evening. Oh, I love talking about Halloween. I might do this next year. I might do it again next year. I might do uh, Halloween 1978 every single year. Oh, guys, I thank you guys so much. Well, until tomorrow, guys, which will be Halloween, uh, this has been Latrice Carter, Latisha Joyner Lanier. Oh, uh, Latisha, before I let everybody go, I have got to tell you, I have cousins whose name is Lanier. Really? Yes. Do you have any cousins that live in, in Michigan? No, my husband is actually from Chattanooga. Oh, so okay. He's, I'd have to ask him where his um, where his family's from, but we're we're all related some, in some shape or form. Uh, sure. That's the truth. That is the uh, that is the truth. This is such a small world. I'm telling you what, it's <laughs> so yeah. small. Well, guys, until uh, tomorrow night. This has been Latrice Carter, uh, Leticia Joiner, uh, Lanier, Constance Goodrich, and Mick Mac. We will see you guys later. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Thanks, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Sleep tight.